Welcome today, guys. My name is Lillian Chukwizi. If you're new to my channel, please go ahead and subscribe and hit the video if you hit the like button if you do like it. Um, I'm here today with Jerome Lewis, and pretty much we're just going to talk about real estate, digital marketing, and what his journey has been. And you know, hopefully, some of these gems will be able to help you guys out in the real estate world um, because I know there's a lot of real estate agents and investors on my channel. So hopefully, this this information will help you guys out. And um, yeah, it's going to be a raw live conversation and, uh, well not live, but a raw conversation and yeah, let's get into it. I can keep it raw. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> Jerome. Yes, ma'am. Who are you? And um, yeah. When you, when you say who, are, who am I, what do you mean? Bit personally, professionally? So who are you? Um, like as in what do you do? Mm -hmm. How, what's your background? Just tell the people what your background is. In Real estate, like real estate. Uh, okay. You want to talk about. Oh man. So, to keep it professional, my name is Jerome Lewis. I specialize in digital marketing within the real estate industry. Um, I specialize in tech and digital marketing is the most appropriate way to put it. So I have two skills, and I put those together, and I run a digital marketing agency. So that's me professionally. Okay. Is that good enough? You want to know, know. Me personally? Is it good enough? Should talk, be. Talk, it's up you to wanna, you. Whatever you want to talk it's about. It's not. So. I'll leave, I'll leave it with that. If they want the personal raw meat, they can come get it. <laughs> so okay. we'll keep it professional. Here first. You can come get the raw version. Um, so where are you from? All right. So I am from Philadelphia. I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, real quickly, just to give like some background. Mm -hmm. I So it, it's going to go a little personal. I don't mind being personal. So I grew up here, born and raised in Philadelphia. If I lay out like a timeline from like, a baby to like elementary, I was in South Philly. Okay. Uh, I got taken away from my mother because I was like a little brat, right? I was a little brat and we wanted, I wanted some Christmas stuff. And I'm like, um, I want this stuff. So I went to school and I started acting up. I think I was in like first grade. And back then, like my mom, she was abusive, but she didn't know any better. So back then, we used to get a lot of, we used to get whoopings for doing stuff that we weren't supposed to do. But my brother in particular, he got beat like really bad. And I would go to the school, act weird, hot under the table, and uh, they started like, what's wrong with this kid? And they would call us down to the counselor's office, like, what is wrong with you? So they start checking our bodies and stuff like that, and he called DHS on my parents. They took us away. They took us away to, like, we went through like a couple of foster homes, and that was from like age, I don't know what age, but that was from like first grade to like eighth grade. So during that, I, I grew up in like, I was in like the nice town area of Philadelphia. It was a really rough area, mm -hmm. but that area like helped me get like my edge and not be a punk or whatever. Like I make posts all the time about how I used to be a punk, but growing up in that neighborhood helped me not be a punk. And then after like that little phase, we went back to our mother. And so that was from like eighth grade until 12th grade. And I was back in South Philly. And then I got in some little bit of trouble there but, and that's where I was telling you, like you, you was asking where I play basketball. When I got in that little bit of trouble, they sent me to Carson Valley School, which is a, it's like a, it's in Flowertown. It's a school like right outside of here. So I'm from Philadelphia. That's kind of where I grew up at in those areas and in those neighborhoods. Okay. Is that good enough? That was good enough. That was I Too much? That, I hope that was good enough for you guys. All right. Um, so you're a Philadelphia native. Philadelphia. Philadelphian. Yes. And I'm still fairly new to Philadelphia. I've been living here for about two years. So you definitely know a lot more than me about, you know, the area. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, um, you know, 
based on your background and everything, what made you actually want to get into real estate? What made me want to get into real estate was the same thing as everybody else, basically, for the most part, like financial freedom. They tell you, they're like, oh, you can get involved in real estate for nothing. And it's so easy. It's so easy. All you got to do is wholesale a couple of properties in you. And it's like, OK, I want to do that. So I was like, I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, all right, I need to get into this real estate thing because it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. There's a lot easy. of controversy around Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It is. It is. But I'm like, so I read that book. I'm like, this is going to be easy. And one of the things I picked up, I don't know if it was this book or another book, but they were like, go get a mentor. So I'm like, all right, let me go find a mentor. And um, I found, I went to meetup.com because I know how to use Google. I, you'd be shocked. Some people don't know how to use Google. So I went to Google and I was looking for like real estate meetups and meetings or whatever I was searching for. And I found a meetup group and it was this guy. He was from Texas uh, and he was t- teaching and offering coaching and his coaching program was three thousand dollars i was like uh three thousand dollars to make five thousand sounds good, good to me <laughs> sounds good ten thousand <laughs> right good enough i could do that so i joined his program um and i was successful like i think that's one of the reasons why i was, was successful yes that was the wow. first program that i joined so that i think a big investment yes i think that's one of the reasons why i was successful is because i actually did what the coach told me to do mm. And I was also willing to invest. A lot of people are scared to invest in themselves. It's like, oh, my God, that's expensive. And I never saw it as an expense. It was like, all right, I'm investing in myself. If this fails, it's nobody. I can't blame anybody but myself. So that's what I did. I believed in myself, even though it was some stuff wrong with like I didn't agree with like some of the coaching strategies or whatever. Um, You'll probably like I'll let you know who my who he is offline. But he's like a little bit older. I'm like this stuff is just old. It's Mm -hmm. like cold calling and door knocking. But I learned the fundamentals Mm -hmm. of like taking the deal from start to finish and having the conversations with sellers. So that's that's what. That was what, what got me involved, the okay. um, financial freedom. Like, I want to do this. So right. I went out. Um, and actually, a part that I didn't mention is I was uh, I was reading and I had to save up. So I before I met that mentor, I had to save up for like two years oh, to, wow. to, to get that three thousand wow. dollars. So that like I didn't, it didn't just come out of nowhere. I had saved up. But that's, that's what got living. me interested. Yeah, it was financial freedom. And that mentor, it, I think it was two years. I was like, all right, I'm going to save this money because I wasn't making I got kids. So mm. and at the time I only had two and it was taking mad child support. So mm. it was really tough for wow. me to save that money. But I did it. And yeah. Wow. So before we get into my next question, you mentioned, you know, obviously a mentor. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about mentors in the real estate space or mentors, mentors in general? Because a lot of people will see these mentors mm-hmm. and they're like they call them gurus mm-hmm. and they feel like they're just taking their money because it's so much money that they usually have to invest. But you you just said you saved up for two years before mm-hmm. you decided to before you you decided you wanted to invest in a mentor, but you saved up for two years. So you committed yourself to saving for two years to mm-hmm. invest in yourself. So how do you feel about like, you know, mentors and especially nowadays? How do I feel or how <laughs> guys everyone has this thing about how you feel, which doesn't really matter, but what it is, does matter. Okay. It, it matters. Does. Yes. But it may not necessarily be reality. So mm-hmm. Yes. How do you feel? How do about, I feel? Oh my God! Or bro. what? What, do you what think? is my perspective? Okay, is perspective? my perspective about mentors is you have to you have to vet them just like anybody else. And t- these days, it is so easy to it's it's a lot it's a lot of mentor gurus. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of stuff out there. So it makes it even more 
tough. Mm-hmm. The like I value, I appreciate mentorship and coaching because it's not necessarily about the information mm-hmm. that they give you. It's like, okay, this is what works. It's about correction and guidance yeah. with what with mentors give you. So you get the right coach or the mentor, even if they're not successful in your business or your field or anything like that. Coaches and mentors, they want to help you succeed. And I have conversations with people all the time. I'm like, who do you have in your corner that's honest with you? Like, those are the type of people that I appreciate. Mentors, people that are going to say, look, like, all right. It was this woman, and she was like, she'd been trying to do real estate for like four years or something like that. And she attended one of these meetups. And this guy, she she looked at him as a mentor, and she was attending all these meetups. Like, I forget what they call them, like, uh, webinar junkies or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the mentor, he said, you're never going to do this business. You should just get out. And wow. it was honest. And nobody, and she was like, thank you so much, because nobody else ever had, was going to tell me and you're absolutely right i'm never going to do this i shouldn't be here and it like he like literally changed her life by telling her the truth so i appreciate like coaching and mentorship i think it's vital i think everybody should have coaches and mentors and when you pay attention to success the successful people that's what they, they do have coaches and mentors even like in in like yeah in business in business you see it but in sports and coaching like uh, one of the coaches as mentors that I really admire is Bill Belichick. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what his football, you know, his sports background is, but I know he's an excellent coach. It, it, just because he can't get out there and tear it down, which you don't mean he's not a good coach. So right. I think he's a good coach. Um, mentors are definitely valid. It, you just have to vet them. Uh, and vetting doesn't mean, oh, you got to be doing this business. Like, it, it doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a certain way that you vet. Um, I appreciate mentors and coaches because they can be very objective. And it's essential to success. Right, right. And I totally agree with you. So how would you advise for people to vet their mentors? Like if you could give a couple steps or just words. The the quickest way, like, so, you know, I'm all about results. Getting to the bottom line as soon as possible is ask other people, like Mm -hmm. ask professionals that you respect, get references, like ask other people so people go out there they do the youtube thing and the, you know they go find it online and We're all this on stuff <laughs> well, you know i'm t- the youtube <laughs> university and then they don't want to pay any money or they don't want to like like so i run a meetup and one of the things i'm like look turn your camera on so people can know who you are talk interact network with people mm-hmm. like that's how you do it you got to network you can't be out there just you know youtube university and think you're going to do business without talking and interacting with people so Ask, ask people in your network, so trusted people. Okay, and to go off of that point, so what do you think is the difference between, or what is the difference between, you know, watching all these videos on YouTube? Because obviously mm-hmm. we both give out a lot of educational mm-hmm. and informational content on YouTube. What's the difference between that content on our platforms mm-hmm. and everybody else's platforms versus actually investing with somebody um, and receiving, you know, like what's the difference for you? So for me, the difference is, I think it's more of a psychological thing. So a lot of time when we make an investment or we pay for something, it's it's like skin in the game is serious. You take it serious and it's not always success or whatever, but it's just a different mindset. And, you know, like when we like when I talk about marketing, I like people that pay because they're willing to pay for something mm-hmm. like that's it's just a difference like a buyer so we we do wholesale right yeah. like buyers buyers buy like it doesn't matter so i like people that are buyers buyers are just more serious they're more committed they actually have money uh, we always talk about the social media thing and we, we talk about uh, like tiktok and it's like oh my god you get all these views and you do all this stuff on tiktok but can those people buy some of them can majority of them can't or aren't even capable mm-hmm. so i like to work with people that are kind of capable and if you can't like you know, pay for certain stuff, then you ain't my 
So they say you don't pay attention until you pay. I like that. I I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Because we take so much free stuff for granted. Yes. So um, I agree with you as well. So that kind of leads me into, so what exactly do you do in real estate now? I do wholesale and I just, I do digital marketing. So I help other real estate people with their digital marketing. So I still do some wholesaling. Mostly I do that through Facebook and I have a partner out in Texas. Okay. Um, and we just do like nationwide, like virtual wholesaling. So. Oh, wow. What made you want to get into virtual? What made me want to get into virtual? My skills. So remember, I talked about that mentor. Like he taught me those very big old school skills, door knocking, cold calling. You got to beat the pavement and you got to do the work. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I, I understand that. So I took those principles and I'm like, well, I have a certain skill set because I was when I was working as a professional, my I have a background in IT. So I'm like, can I do this online somehow? Right. And I was like, yeah, it's possible. So I naturally went over to Facebook ads and that's what I do. I just do virtual. So. so did you implement any of those strategies that your original mentor told you about as far as the door knocking, the cold calling, all that stuff? So I think it was a three month program. Okay. Three months. I think it was 90 days. And yeah, he taught that stuff. We were actually pound the pavement. Go out there and have the conversations. <laughs> the voice, though. So. <laughs> So we we did that like that was part of the training like we would go out and I, I got a, a me his me Charles and my mentor like we run this other meetup group now but they came to Philly and we were doing like uh, door knocking and working with it was like he had like twelve groups it was a lot going on but we actually did the work so I learned everything in that process of actually doing mm-hmm. and it was tough because it was like all right go do this and some of it was like fighting against like the old you kind of. So I was like, yeah, doc on doors and talk to people. Yeah. I, I, I'm an introvert. I don't want to talk to nobody, but it's like, all right, you pay, right. you paid this money. You, you better. <laughs> right. So I just did it. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do what he say. Right. I disagree with it, but let me just do it. And whatever I disagree with, I'll change it later. And that's what I did. I'm I, okay. I don't agree with door knocking and cold calling, but I agree with these principles and fundamentals. So let me take out the door knocking and cold calling, like the pound the pavement and go, over to Facebook, okay. and that's what I did. So, so Facebook is pretty huge when it comes to, um, you know, particularly in wholesaling because a mm-hmm. lot of people are finding trying to find mm-hmm. other ways of bringing in these motivated sellers um, mm-hmm. to get these discounted properties. And I know for me, one of the ways that you know me and my partner started off wholesaling was cold calling. That's how we mm-hmm. got our first couple deals, um, and it was effective, right? But nobody really, I don't know anybody personally who actually likes to cold call. Um, so we knew that as time went on, we were going to switch strategies at some point. Um, so when it comes to, you know, Facebook marketing, right, there's a lot of people that want to get into that. I guess what is the best way for them, for them, what is the best way for them to get into Facebook marketing to find motivated sellers? You want the real answer? What? Yes. I want the real answer. Buy my course. (laughs) Buy my course. Some people buy, buy your course. Yeah, buy the course. Okay. All right. Well, why do you do you advise against them to do it themselves or why? You know, so I don't advise against it. It's going to be very situational and very uh, it's, it's just very situational. So it depends on your skills. It depends on your willingness. It depends on the individual. So like me, as an example, I, I see a lot of people. They're like, you can get involved and do this marketing stuff with no tech. <laughs> that is one of the biggest lies yet. 
I you need tech. Like even if you want to do like direct mail, you got to go on a website and click around. Yeah. You got to do certain stuff. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest lies that I hear about, like in terms of marketing and this Facebook ad stuff, is like you don't need to know tech. Somebody needs to know it. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't need to know it, but you need somebody that's going to know it, and that's going to cost you. So it really depends. Do you have tech skills? Are you familiar mm -hmm. with social media? Can you read analytics? Can you analyze marketing? Like that, that all depends. So yeah. it's very situational. People are like, well, we're sure this, we're sure that. If, if it's going to vary with everybody's situation because even if we go markets, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, what's your cost per lead? I'm in Philadelphia. I want to have a different cost per lead than somebody in New York. Right. Somebody in Alabama, all of that stuff is going to vary. So right. it really depends on the situation. Um, I don't advise if you have tech skills and you're a little bit younger, um, hip, savvy like Lillian, you could probably learn it. But if you're like older and you resistant to technology, I don't want to put my information out on Facebook. There, oh like if you're one of those people, yeah, don't yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. Jesus Christ. I think one of the most important things, and we talk about this, is that like. A lot of people get involved. So we're specifically speaking about wholesaling right now. We'll mm -hmm. get to like the agent side of things in a little bit. But a lot of people get involved um, in all these different marketing strategies mm -hmm. and they don't realize that they have to also track it. So mm -hmm. you don't, Facebook is the last form of marketing that you want to get into where you just dump a whole bunch of money mm -hmm. and you're not looking at the analytics. You're not tracking exactly what's working and what's not because that budget will run dry very quickly. So I think it's important to not just know about, okay, I'm going to get involved in this type of marketing, but also understand, okay, how am I going to track it? How am I going to be able to scale if it does start working or when it does start working? So um, I think that's, that's a really good point that you brought up. Absolutely. And one more thing, it is not a, it's, it's a profession, like yeah. using Facebook ads and doing, it's a profession and it's worth paying for or worth learning. So you can go and you can try to figure it out but it, it's tough like it's not it's not easy and then they like rolled out changes on the um the pixel and the remarketing you gotta always changing always change you gotta be constantly adjusting with mm -hmm. facebook and anything digital so that's why I like when people say oh you're no tech you don't have to learn i just think it's a big misconception so i agree i think um the fact that it is always changing is something because i actually went through a really intensive course for Facebook ads and Facebook marketing, just social media marketing in general, and it dove heavy into Facebook ads. And one thing that I noticed is that it was constantly changing. Like, mm -hmm. let's say you bought a course a year ago, it is completely non-applicable to, you know, Facebook now, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So there's so many things that you have to keep track of. And so I personally believe, like Jerome said, if you don't know about it or you're not really willing to dive into it heavy, then you definitely want to hire it out because you don't want to dibble and dabble especially in Facebook marketing, just because, again, your bar your budget can run dry really fast. Absolutely. And they say, Facebook ads don't work. Those are my favorite people because they let me get all of the leads. Like, you, you keep throwing your money and trying to figure it out willy-nilly. Like, yeah. it works. So Yeah, I believe, yeah, Facebook definitely works. You just got to know how to work. Mm -hmm. um, so my next question is, so you started out wholesaling. Mm -hmm. Same thing with me. What made you get your real estate license? So I used to run real estate events for a particular real estate investment group. Okay. And during these events, people would ask me for like deals and I'm like, my deals go fast. Okay. Like I wholesale. So they're like, well, can you give me something on MLS? Are you an agent or something like that? I'm like, no. <laughs> and right. this would come, it would come up so often. It's like, uh, and then like at the time I was working with a guy and he was like, why don't you just get your license, get your license, get your license. So I had him in my ear, like, mm -hmm. get your license and 
getting your licenses establishes you. It makes you more credible, which it does. Right. And so I had him in my ear and I also had people like, Jerome, just something. Like, can you show me the MLS? Like, <laughs> right. what can you do? And I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm not licensed. I just right. wholesale. Like, I just. So I was like, all right, it might make sense for me to get my license so I can help some of these people. So I went there. And in addition to that, when you get your license, you just get a whole bunch of access to all these different things. Yeah. So that was my mind frame at the time. It's like, all right, I'm going to help these people with the MLS stuff and or, or whatever they're looking for and i got and i was like oh, wait no i don't want to do that but i want to keep my license for the benefits that yeah. that come with it so right so what made you not want to kind of dive into the real estate agent side of things because i it's very emotional very emotional um it's a very emotional business like yeah. stuff will fall apart over colors and uh, oh it's a thing on the wall it's like i i, I can't I can't do that. I can't do it. So. Right, right. Jerome is a very uh, cutthroat, straight to it type I'm, of guy. I'm logical. Logical. I'm like logic, the, the numbers, data. Like, well, the blue influenced me. In a, so, look, do you want it or not? See, and I, and I agree with you because, you know, coming from the wholesale side of things, things are very logical dealing with cash yes. buyers. Like, do the mm-hmm. numbers work? If they do, boom, let's do exactly. it. If they don't, you know. So, for me... And my side of the agents, you know, thing is I'm still working with investors, but mm-hmm. they are now just trying to buy. These are investors who are trying to buy houses with, you know, conventional loans or FHA loans or whatever the case is. Now, obviously, it's a different type of house. It's not like a totally distressed house. You know what I mean? But these are people that are looking to buy like cash flowing properties or something that needs a little bit of work. So it's a little bit different, but I still work with cash buyers because, you know, I'm not going to just give up the wholesale side of things. So, um I guess if you had to choose, mm-hmm. I probably know the answer, but you know, for the people, if you had to choose, um, what would you say you would only focus on? And then what do you think, do you think um, other wholesalers out there should get licensed? So is that two questions? Two, two part questions. Okay, what would so you personally choose and then? What would I choose out of being licensed and not licensed? Yes. Like business or just being licensed and not licensed? What would you choose? If to focus on a, a business model, if you had to, would you choose wholesaling or would you choose the traditional real estate agent route? Oh, I, that's a tough one. And I've never been posed that question. Okay. Agent or wholesale? I would probably suggest most people do agent. What would you choose, though? And then what do you suggest? Okay, so I would choose... Because it, it depends on where I'm at, but because I'm more logical, I would do wholesale. Like it's just more numbers, more data. It's more businessy over there than it is like let me butter you up and you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So I would choose wholesale. I would suggest other people do like licensing. Because and one of the reasons why I do wholesale is because like I kind of already like you already know you mess with me all the time about how uptight I am. Like I'm an uptight person. I'm very structured. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily need that structure that comes with being an agent and getting your license and stuff like that. Now, a lot of times, like a lot of times, I'm not saying that I'm special or unique at all. But a lot of times people come in and they like floating and they're unrealistic. And by going through that training it will help ground you and make you a little bit more realistic that this is a business. It's not get rich quick. Yes, you might see some people out there, look at my check, flashing mm-hmm. their check where they, you know, had some success. But a lot, of, that's just, that's not the majority. Yeah. That's not the majority. That's not how it works. So get some structure, understand the business, how it works, 
And, you know, then if you want to maybe release your license or not keep your license or something like that, then do that. But I think the agent, like going through as an agent, gives a lot of structure, a lot of structure and business mindset. And agents are typically sharper than wholesalers. You think so? Yes. Business, like business, like, yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I can, I I can so. see as far as like, you know, having things in place, contracts yes. and everything like that. I can see that. Yeah, I'm not saying they're better in overall, but it, as far as a business, like running a business or being yeah. open, they are a little more equipped. In addition to that, like you got all this other stuff coming for you. MLS, realtor boards, like you got all that structure yeah. to support you. Whereas when you just do wholesale, it's like, all right, you just popped up overnight. Right, right, right. So. Yeah. So... Um, I have a different answer to that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know which one. Obviously, I don't know which one's better. But I would say, for me and my personal experience, it's been more beneficial for me to have gone through the wholesaling route and mm-hmm. understanding investing as a whole, mm-hmm. um, because that has opened my mind to so many different things, like learning about wholesaling, learning about creative um, creative financing strategies, like seller mm-hmm. financing and sub two. Um, that has just opened up my mind to so many different things that are you know that you're able to do whereas though i feel if i would have got licensed first mm-hmm. i would have came from this mindset of all this structure and it, ha- it has to be this yes. way or no other way is is possible so for me just coming from this open-minded um perspective versus um the structure because now that i understand the structure now i'm able to implement it okay well this it does have to be like this in this situation but it can also be like this if you want to go this way so for me, it's just been beneficial to see both worlds, but definitely coming in from the investing side of things and then bringing in the agent side and that structure kind of just, it's just been a better experience for me personally. So I would recommend that route. Mm-hmm. Be, and also because it doesn't take much, to, you don't have to sign up for any classes to, to learn wholesaling. Um, I'm not saying that you go one, go learn one thing in wholesaling and, and just start going crazy because that's how mm-hmm. these laws are starting to come into place because right. people are just acting all crazy. but. You know, with a real estate agent course, you have to sign up, you have to do all this stuff. So um, that takes more time, whereas though you can learn wholesaling right away and then you can implement the real estate agent side of things. So that's my two cents. Um, But yeah, you choose to do what you want to do. So I guess what is your business from what is your business as a real estate professional look like today? So. Lately, I have been focusing a lot on I run a digital marketing agency. I've been focusing on that a lot. I'm helping like yeah, agents to the people. I'm helping agents. I'm not preaching. I'm helping <laughs> agents and real estate investors fix their tech and marketing. Okay. One of the biggest issues that people have in general in real estate. I like to address my real estate peeps, but they it's the tech and marketing thing. People are like, oh, you don't need to know tech to do marketing. Yes, you do. Well, you don't have there, everybody dizzy the way you keep moving. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is some, they, they look. <laughs> yeah, look, look, here but, we go. <laughs> yeah. So there is some, you need some aspect of tech and marketing in your business. You're gonna run a business. Uh, I used to run like events for speakers and I, I, I realized I'm like, okay, they don't have tech and marketing systems in place. It's like just a lot of stuff missing. So I want to fix that. And that's what our agency does. Like we do anything around tech and marketing. We can okay. help you fix. So. OK, so uh, I agree. Um, marketing without marketing. Right. There's no business mm-hmm. because you can't just you have to know where your next deal is coming from. Right. You, at least you got to try to know where your next deal is coming from. And marketing is what gives you the highest probability to figure out 
when your next deal is coming, how much it'll be, etc. Et All right, we still gonna get this done? Don't yawn. <sighs> Whatever you want. Whatever. All right, we're still gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. All right. Gonna keep it rolling. All right. So, last thing we talked about was tech. <laughs> This is so sad. This is so sad. Wow. You don't understand. Oh my God. I don't understand. I'm here with you. What do you mean I don't understand? I I'm more, I think I'm more disappointed. I'm going to cry. I think I'm more disappointed. <laughs> okay. Jesus. So, we're just like a 30 minutes that missing? Was, yeah, that was 30 minutes missing. Jeez. No. All right. We're going to bang this out. We're going to bang it out. Oh. Wow. Bloopers are. Bang it the out. Technology and the video marketing. Do you ever do you ever about. put bloopers in your stuff? I would put I'm putting this in. I need right. bloopers. Put it, put in. it in, cause uh, it's the least you can do. Put it in the end. So this is what you want to make sure that you get. You want to make sure you, all your video stuff is in. This is why I say go raw, cause you get issues like this. Oh, but the quality, the nice quality. No. The quality is so great. Now it's just, we're missing a whole 30 minutes. We're missing a whole 30 minutes of it's video. About, it's about the future. It's not about right now. It's about now. <laughs> it's not about the past. It's about, it's about the past, okay? We're, God, look, y'all, look. We just made all this excellent content. Guess what? She lost it. I didn't she lost it. it. It just, my she, camera stopped. She lost it. So it's in the digital space. It was good. We had a good conversation with just us. It was no, that wasn't a just us conversation. We were talking to them. And, oh and my god! I know. I'm very sad right now. I'm actually very sad. How are we gonna, we gonna tape? How are we gonna tape this up? Like, cause what? We do have to tape it up. Okay, so we're gonna tape it up. Um, we're gonna finish talking about tech, right? What? Because now I gotta repeat myself and. Listen, this no. is what happens. So you don't want to do it? Are you telling me that you're giving up? No, I, I'm not giving up. All right, then. All right, then. But you, you remember your energy when you my did the presentation? My energy is still Remember up. your energy yesterday? You about to have that energy? No, but that's how I feel. Oh, All right. That's, that's, so let's... So now, let's put, so now he's telling me that he doesn't have no energy. All right, so we're going to still... We're, we're still going to keep this going. Okay, so we were talking about tech. Mm-hmm. You still got to face the people. See, that you don't even want to face them no more. I do. I'm, I'm going to face okay. the people. Okay, we were talking about tech. Please just lay out the importance of tech in um, a real estate agent business and why tech is important, you know, for real estate or real estate agents. Tech is important. Why people, why people look past the technology side of marketing? Okay, so they look past the technology side of marketing because a lot of times people will tell you that you don't need to understand tech to implement marketing, which is a complete, that's completely false. There is tech involved. If you live in 20, the 21st century, there is tech involved in marketing. You might not have to do it, but there is some aspect of tech. And bottom line is don't try to be a master of all trades. So there is a tech aspect. You might not have to do it, but there is definitely tech involved unless you're going to go out there and knock on doors and write stuff down on, on a notepad. So there is there some go. aspect of tech. Yeah, we don't do any door knocking or any of that. Um, I actually made a video on my channel mm -hmm. about why I don't door knock as an African-American woman. Now that, that kind of led into a whole different thing. Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to know about that. What? I would like to hear about that. 
Yeah, so I mean, really quick, I don't, I just don't door knock because I personally don't think it's safe. Mm -hmm. um, because the the point of door knocking is to have conversations. Mm -hmm. You go inside the house and you have a conversation uh, with somebody. Yes, yes. You go inside the house, you're vulnerable to yes. whatever they have in the house. You have no idea what's in the house, who's in the house. Okay. I do understand how door knocking door knocking can be powerful because you're right there. Right, face And the to face. point is to when you're marketing, the point is to get in contact with people. Mm -hmm. And door knocking, they can't like I mean they can run away with you, but people aren't just gonna you know, all these right. people aren't gonna slam the door in your face. So yes, it's powerful because you get to you know, you're belly mm -hmm. to belly with the person. But, you know, as a woman, African American woman, you go inside the house, you know, I just wanna make it I wanna make I it. I never back thought out. about that aspect. Like that it, it can be dangerous. I never thought about that because I'm a man and I just don't that's like we were trying to do like this podcast series with EXP, like authentic real estate agents. And it's just so, some stuff that we never consider or understand as right. different being part of different backgrounds. Right. So you as a woman, you have to think about that. Like me as a man, I'm not thinking about somebody. It, it can happen, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, all right, I can hold my own. You know, don't nobody want me, you know, right, right, it, right. but you're a woman. You're like, you know, they might get me. I'm pretty. Right, so right. that's just a different. I've had mindset. experiences like that, whereas like. I'm not going to go too crazy, but, you know, wholesale deals, you go into, like, these mm -hmm. distressed properties, and sometimes, like, I would have my partner with me, and sometimes I wouldn't because he, he has a full-time job. And, you know, I've had just weird guys make weird references and just, mm -hmm. you know, you know, they're kind of shooting their shot or whatever, and they're, like, so a lot of times they're typically older. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, there was one time I was going in the house, and the guy was making all types of, you know, sexual references, and I'm like heading upstairs to his bedroom to, you know, take pictures of the upstairs. And I'm like, this is probably not a safe situation, but thankfully he's like 85 years old. If yeah. something happens, I can probably do something because he's, you know, walking around with barely getting around. But, um, you know, that's just not wow. a safe situation. Even gotcha. with open houses, I mean, we've seen stories, right? So not to get too deep into that, right. but I just personally don't think it's safe, especially as a woman. Um, and then, well, we're, we're gonna just move on from there. Okay, so we, just laid out why tech is important, right? We don't want to. Mm -hmm. We don't want to leave that part of, out of your business. Um, so, I don't think we talked about yet the the EXP part about things. So, really quick, um, just lay out why you chose EXP Realty and mm -hmm. what the benefits were to you. Um, yeah. So. All right. So, I chose EXP like I, like I was saying like a little bit earlier before we messed it all up. <laughs> okay. I chose EXP because I have tech eyes and. It just made a lot of sense for a person that understands tech. Like if you can see, like it's a certain like intuition that that you have. Like I can see things before they happen or start happening. So it's a lot of technology and stuff that I see. I'm like, this just makes sense. Like join or kind of get left in the dust. So EXP was one of those companies that it's innovating and the tech. I'm like, all right, that makes absolute sense. And like a lot of stuff that people are doing. Uh, door knocking and open houses, like certain ways they were doing stuff. I'm like, this just don't make a lot of sense. Like mm -hmm. I want to own a business and I want, like we talked about a little bit earlier, like I want multiple streams and multiple opportunities for my business. I don't want to just be an agent. Hey, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. I want those other opportunities too. So a lot of people, they get in this, like they get in and it's like, okay, I'm going to be a real estate agent. I am a real estate agent, but I'm more than that. I am a business owner, a business person. So I want to run businesses and EXP made sense to run businesses. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, EXP has a lot of different 
income opportunities within you know the brokerage other than just being a real estate or just you know doing transactions you know as you know helping buyers buy and sellers sell and one of the things for me as to why i joined hp realty was because of the opportunity um to receive revenue share which is basically when you're able to build a team and have other agents you know come on your team and basically help them do transactions as well so you essentially get paid to do what you're already doing which is transactions and then naturally people want to be a part of your team as they see your success and you can just right. teach them to be successful as well so for Jerome it was the, t the technology and I also believe the technology is very very helpful because it helps in so many different ways um, but for me it was mainly the opportunity to receive revenue share and that directly goes into the opportunity to have a retirement for yourself um, and they have other things such as they give you stocks and stuff like that so a whole bunch of things when it comes to AXP Realty but that's why I joined um, you know and we were both we both started on the wholesale side, so it just made sense for us. Um, so, digital marketing, you run a digital marketing agency, mm -hmm. and you do that to help real estate investors, right? And agents. And real estate agents. Okay, so um, I know we briefly, I know we went over it in the, in the last section, but I just want to talk about it again. So, digital marketing um, for real estate agents and real estate investors is very important. But how do they, how would they particularly go about, you know, getting started in digital marketing? How would they get started in digital marketing? Um, buy my course. <laughs> buy his course. Buy my course. Buy his course. And then, um, but why, I guess, let me ask you this. Why did you, because I don't think we talked about this in the first section. Um, why did you get started in digital marketing? And then did you use the other traditional Forms of why did I get started? Um, so, uh, my mentor, like he taught me the door knocking, the cold calling, right? He taught me that stuff. And when I had him and I was pounding the pavement, I'm like, okay, um, this works. So I took what works. And I'm like, but when I was doing it, I'm like, some of this stuff just it doesn't sit right with me as a millennial. They call us entitled, spoiled millennials. As a millennial, I'm like, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. Like, why am I door knocking if I could do? Uh, other stuff. So I have an IT and a tech background. I'm like, okay, how can I apply that, like my skills, to my business? And I gravitated towards Facebook ads. And that's what drew me to Facebook ads. And it wasn't like Facebook is technology. It's not, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm like, okay, what's the closest thing to technology, like my actual background? And it was Facebook. So I was like, all right, let me learn Facebook ads and implement that into my business. That makes total sense. Um, and what we were saying before was that, you know, you don't want to just dive head into Facebook ads without really having an understanding um, about it, which is why, you know, Jerome had plugged himself to, you know, hire him, you know, for your for your Facebook marketing or digital marketing in general, um, because you can blow a lot of money on Facebook. And if you're not willing to understand how it works and also be willing to track, um, you know, what you're doing, then you can really just, you know, hurt yourself more than you would or spend more money than you would if you were to just, you know, hire a professional to do it. And um, we're big on hiring professionals. I am, I know. I am, I rather absolutely. Hire, yeah, I'd rather hire somebody that knows what they're doing, that already has the experience and everything like that versus me personally go through it, mm -hmm. try to learn everything, burn money in the process of trying to learn everything, and then, you know, still try to like tweak things and figure it out and go through that whole headache then just hire somebody who I know already has a proven strategy and success doing it. So Right. At the very least, hire a consultant or buy some kind of course yeah. where, where you get support. So, yeah, yeah. pay. We, yeah. You said it earlier. 
pay when you pay. Which when you don't you don't pay attention until you pay. Yep. So you when you when you're not paying for things, it doesn't mean as much to you. But when you are, that's when you really start to yeah. hone in on things. Um, so I know one thing we didn't talk about was why you think there's. Be I really want to talk about this point. Why do you think there's beef between real estate agents and wholesalers? Beef between. So I think they're jealous of each other. I think both sides are jealous in some way. Uh, earlier we said I think agents. I think agents are more jealous of wholesalers than wholesalers being jealous of agents. And the reason why I think they're jealous is because as a wholesaler and even as investors, like we're mostly talking about wholesalers, but you make more money on the transaction. Yes. And these agents are jealous. It's like, it's illegal. You can't do that. They strip the equity from the house. It's all this stuff around. It's like, instead of being jealous of that strategy or that person, why don't you go learn about it? Why don't you go learn about it? So I think agents are jealous of wholesalers in that aspect. And then I think um, wholesalers are jealous of agents in the aspect that they have access to more tools, more technology. Uh, they're a little, to me, they're more business savvy than typical wholesalers. Because a wholesaler, you can just pop up overnight. Oh, I was on YouTube. I was watching Max Max, bro. I'm a wholesaler. I'm a wholesaler now. It's <laughs> like, okay. Why, right. I'm a wholesaler now. Well, what, what, what the hell? Like, how do you get a business already? How you doing right. transactions already? How? How is that possible? You didn't go through uh, here in Pennsylvania. What is it? 75 hours? You didn't go through the 75 hours. All you did was YouTube University. How you got a business? So yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. my perspective. So I, I agree with that. I think um, real estate agents are more jealous of wholesalers because of the amount of the more money that, you know, wholesalers can make in a transaction. Um, but I also think wholesalers, um, and we were talking about this, need to be more understanding of real estate agents not understanding the numbers because, um, you know, when you go through real estate agent school or the licensing program, you pretty much are learning all about the contracts, the regulations, the laws, and everything like that. Of course, you dive into numbers too, but with wholesalers, you specifically focus on the numbers heavily because that's all the end buyer thinks about are these numbers. Um, if the numbers make sense, it's a deal, right? So. Um, I think I push on this channel a lot that wholesalers, real estate agents, and real estate investors really, really need to work together because they can um, collaborate with each other and get more deals together and they can help more people. Because if a realist, for me, I know when I'm going to a seller appointment and I, and I know I could provide the seller um, you know, a listing or I could provide them a cash offer or even a creative financing deal, I'm giving them as many options as they can um, you know, to have to sell their house whether they want to sell for retail with an agent or sell for cash and get it done, you know, in two weeks, I can help them either way. So agents and investors can work together, um, you know, to get more deals done and just help more people, you know, in the market in general. Um, so with that being said, you need to go, if you're a wholesaler, you need to go find some agents to work with. And if you're an agent, you need to go find some wholesalers or investors to work with. And I gave this example earlier. I have a mentor, um, his name, I started out, you know, using him a while ago. Um, his name is Jamel Damji, but he, his career started out with using all real estate agents in his um, in the Phoenix market, and that's how became how he became a really really big wholesaler. And he actually has a national wholesaling company, so he's done very well for himself, utilizing the help of real estate agents. So agents need to be more mindful when they're you know of working with real estate investors or wholesalers because you can really make a lot of money doing so. So that's my advice with that. Um, one more question for you. What is your end game in real estate, digital marketing? How are you going to bring it all together? So, again, world domination. 
Um, <laughs> what my ultimate goal is, like I have a company, uh, digital real estate strategies of my company, and within that company, I have like a a sector, digital RIA, digital real estate investment association is what it's called. And my objective is to bring like all these beefs, these beefs that we have, agents, investors, all of that. My objective, like my feel good objective is to get all of that together. It's like, okay, we can all work together and solve problems and all help each other. So I came from that space of the real estate investment group, the clubs, and when I was coming from there, I was like, okay, these groups don't talk the same language. They don't talk the same language. So my objective is to use DRIA to help bring each of those groups and companies and professions all together. So again, like coming from that space, like RIA, RIA groups, if you don't know what a RIA group is, is a real estate investment association. What they do is it's strategic. Like I, Napoleon Hill, think of Real Rich, he talks about the mastermind principle. They get together like every month or every so often mm-hmm. and they talk about how can I make my business together or better or how can I learn? And I don't see that as much in the real estate agent space like they'll go to trainings or whatever but it's not the same aspect so i'm going to take dria and i want to put that all together and i want it to be national one more thing uh so that's why i have we have the marketing arm inside of digital real estate strategy is people really struggle with tech and marketing they really struggle with tech and marketing and so my answer is expanding from the other answer but a good example is us as professionals right as individual like what it solo business owners like us entrepreneurs independent contractors we got a lot going against us sometimes and uh it's worth it but one of the things that people need to be aware of right now is like we we don't like we don't get all those benefits and stuff like we didn't even talk about like exp offering i think we we missed that but yeah. that was one of the reasons why we you know the healthcare. we yeah the healthcare. we don't as small business owners we got to build a lot for ourselves. And one of the things, like when I was running this group, that local group in Philadelphia, one of the things that I had a problem with was they, they couldn't get the message out. Like there were certain messages that need to be delivered. So there was an attack on wholesaling. Yes. There was an attack on wholesaling and we got this company and we can't do anything about it because we struggle with the tech and the marketing. Mm. So I want to resolve that issue. And right now, currently, there's an attack on individual retirement accounts. Oh, wow. There's an attack on, so the government and the people, they don't want us to use our retirement accounts to invest in any, anymore. Yes. Yes. So maybe the work fi- in the work field, they don't care. Like as a W-2 employee, they don't care because they got the 401ks and they're used to, you know, kind of like I was talking about the agent, they're used to the employer feeding them or whatever. Well, us as entrepreneurs and business owners, we kind of make our own stuff. And that individual retirement account, that's one of the ways that we build wealth. Yeah. There's an attack on that. But how do we get the message out there? We're scrambling. We're, we're trying to do all of this stuff. And we can't get the message out effectively because we're, we don't have that tech and marketing. So my objective is to like combine all of those things that I'm talking about and clarify the message and be effective in delivering the tech, the marketing, and that message that we need to deliver. So um, again, yeah. world domination. World domination. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, it sounds like it's mainly about just bringing everybody together. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm kind of on page with you for that in regards to that because I mean, even my YouTube channel, I started out wholesaling and now I'm an agent and the point is for me to bring everybody together. I'm mm-hmm. all about collaboration over competition. And um, again, as I keep saying, I really believe that agents and wholesalers can really work together to, um, cause at the end of the day, the point is to help the consumer mm-hmm. or, or the seller 
um, right. sell their property or a buyer buy a property. You know, like our businesses as a real estate agent and a wholesaler um, are dependent upon somebody selling and exactly. somebody buying. So if we can help both individuals, whether you're an agent or a wholesaler or you're working with you know the two, that's the whole objective of everything. So you got to be able to work together, and I think you are doing a great job of you know bringing those types of professionals together as well as my YouTube channel. So um, yeah, guys, collaboration over competition. Um, and with that being said, what do you want to leave the people with when it comes to real estate? You know, real estate, digital marketing, everything like that. So we had we talked about three points earlier. Number one, your most immediate thing that you should be doing is implementing video video communication and video marketing into your business. Um, get some tech and marketing, join us, you know, sign up. I don't know, maybe we got a course, uh, join the YouTube channel, whatever, whatever it is, come get some of your skills and learn some stuff from us. And then um, I'm changing the answer, but you just gotta, you, you gotta not give a, you gotta not give a damn what people think about you. You gotta get out there and gotta do what you gotta do. So, yeah. Yep. so. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, it comes down to the action that you decide to take. And if you don't take any action, you won't really get anywhere. So, um, guys, there we have it for today. Um, thank you, Jerome, for hopping on You're today welcome. with me and doing this second round of the second part of our interview <laughs> because the first part <laughs> it messed up. Um, so thank you for being patient. You're and welcome. guys, um, if you are looking to get more information when it comes to digital marketing and real estate in particular, um, you can follow his channel. I will tag him down below. He talks all about digital marketing for investors and agents. So make sure you follow that. Um, and I'll tag the rest of his socials as well. He's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that. So guys, if you need any more information, go ahead and do that. And if you haven't done so yet, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss when I drop the next video. And until later, guys, I will see you on the next one. Peace. If it cut off again, you ain't leaving. You, I'm jumping off the bridge if it cuts off. No, you don't got to.